Hey everyone, we continue our read through of the New Testament. Today we are in John 16, the end of Jesus' farewell discourse to his disciples, which will lead into his high priestly prayer in the garden in John 17. This is one of the most beautiful chapters in all of Scripture. The words of Jesus here are so comforting and are words that speak directly to our heart in the darkest hour. So let's read through it and we'll make some comments. We're going to keep the comments short today just because the words do not suffice the glories of the message Christ gives us here. So John 16, I've said all these things to keep, to keep you from falling away. They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he's offering service to God. And they will do these things because they have not known the Father nor me. But I have said these things to you, that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told them to you. I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you, but now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And... When he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine, and therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. A little while, and you will see me no longer, and again a little while, and you will see me. And so some of his disciples said to one another, What is this that he says to us? A little while and you will not see me again. And again a little while and you will see me. And because I'm going to the Father. So they were saying, What does he mean by a little while? We do not know what he's talking about. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him. So he said to them, Is this what you were asking yourselves? What I meant by saying a little while and you will not see me. And again a little while and you will see me. Truly, truly, I say to you. You will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. So also, you have sorrow now, but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice And no one will take your joy from you. In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive, that your joy may be full. I have said these things to you in figures of speech. And the hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. And that day you will ask him in my name, and I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf. For the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. 
I came from the Father and have come into the world, and now I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, Ah, now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming indeed. It has come when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What a chapter. And I want you to hear some things that Jesus has said in in this chapter regarding the nature of this Pharaoh discourse. He opens it by saying, I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. Verse 4, I've said these things to you that when the hour comes, you may remember that I told them to you. Verse 33, the last verse, I've said these things to you that in me you may have peace. When Jesus is at his greatest point of need, he selflessly seeks the full joy and peace of his disciples. Jesus is about to face his darkest hour, and yet he recognizes that his disciples will also suffer. Jesus knows that when he is taken away from from them in death, fear may grip his disciples, which would rob them of joy and peace. And Jesus has reassured them, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you yet a little while and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Jesus not only promises to return to them after he dies and rises from from the dead, but he also promises that he will not leave them alone when he ascends to his throne, for he will send them the Holy Spirit. And, And perhaps there are few passages that teach the personhood of the Holy Spirit more than Jesus's farewell discourse in John 14 through 16. While Jesus is with them, his word is what gives the disciples joy and peace that secures their soul. But he says, I have so much more to teach you that you cannot bear now. He has so much more to say to sustain them when the world rejects them and persecutes them for believing him. And he he says to them, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. In what way will the Spirit guide the disciples into all truth? Jesus could mean that the Holy Spirit will help them better understand the truth that has been revealed in the Holy, the Old Testament. Or it could mean that the Spirit will give them new revelation. And while it is undeniably true that the Spirit guided the disciples into a proper understanding of revealed truth, what Jesus is saying in John 16 is about the Spirit inspiring new revelation through them. We know this because Jesus says that there is more He wants to teach them. He will not be the one to teach them these things. The Holy Spirit will. And this means that after Jesus' ascension, Jesus continued to teach the disciples through the Spirit. The new revelation in these verses refer to the New Testament, not extra-biblical revelation. What Jesus promised to the disciples in this moment, He has already fulfilled. The Spirit of Christ guided His disciples into all truth by inspiring them to write the New Testament. But what does it mean for believers today? Well, Jesus loves you the same way He loved the disciples. 
Because he loves you, he wants you to also have the full joy and peace in him. And that's why he sent the Holy Spirit to inspire the words that you now have in your Bible, what we just read. To experience the comfort of the 11 disciples received from being in Jesus' presence and the joy and peace they received from Jesus' words, you need only to read the Bible and have the full indwelling of the Holy Spirit to make those words come alive to you and feel the presence of Christ within them. In the New Testament, the Spirit of Christ gives us Jesus' words. The soul-guarding joy and peace that Jesus gave to His disciples throughout His words in this farewell discourse now extend to the entire New Testament. Our joy is made full, our peace secured, and our faith sustained through the words of Christ found in our Bible. For your full joy and faith, keeping peace, immerse yourself in the teachings of Christ in His inspired word. Jesus' instructions and promises sustain the apostles through every trial, and His words are powerful to sustain you through every pain and suffering. By the Spirit, Jesus gives you joy and peace filled filled with promises like this. For those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called in Christ according to His purpose. Jesus' words are powerful to give you assurance when you sin and Satan accuses you. For by the Spirit, Jesus says, God made Him to be sin who knew no sin so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. When you doubt God's promises to you, Jesus says by the Spirit, all of the promises of God find their yes in Him. He also tenderly asks you, He who did not spare His own Son but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also with Him graciously give us all things? Oh, out of His great love, Jesus gave us His Word. And He gave us His Word so that we might not fall away, that we might have peace, and that we might have joy. So that when the dark hours of the world set over us, when the fog of fear seeks to settle in on our heart, we can hear those precious words, Take heart, for I have overcome the world. Give yourself to His Word. Memorize it, meditate on it, live it, love it, share it, die for it if you must. But this is how we abide in Christ's love. This is how we find soul-keeping joy and peace. By going to the Word He gave us through the Holy Spirit. Having the Holy Spirit illuminated to our hearts and minds so that we may have joy and peace in the knowledge that our Savior has overcome. God bless.